Great afternoon, everybody. This is episode 76. 76, 76, 76. Caleb, is, it, is there an echo in here? Are you? Is that a joke? Because I just heard like I heard that seventy six like multiple times. Are you done? Y- yeah, I'm good. Okay. How's everything going for you this morning, bro? I thought it was the afternoon. Oh, is it the afternoon? Oh, because you're you're in uh, you're across the world, aren't you? I'm right. I'm not, but you literally just said great afternoon. I said so... great morning. I no, said you, great morning. No, no. I said, I said great morning. Do you want to restart the podcast? Because you I said, said no, no. We're afternoon. gonna let it play, bro. Okay, we're, we're gonna let it play. I said great, great morning, everybody. Great morning. Uh, we'll skip Caleb. me. We'll skip me. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm great, man. I can't, can't complain, man. You know, another week, another week, uh, close to our goal, man. So, uh, yeah, can't. Can't complain, man. Just lining these weeks up, um, week after week. You know, making lemonade. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's great. It's great, man. How about you? Um, I'm doing well. I'm also been making some lemonade lately. I got to have a knee surgery coming up. That's gonna, you know, cause a couple of speed bumps. But you know, it is what it is. Um, despite that. You know, I'm still, I'm still doing well. I'm still achieving. Love it, love it, love it. Um, should we just get into this episode, bro? We're st- we're still out here doing episode seventy six, man. Let's all right, let's, let's go. Let's, let's do it. All right. All right, Cooper. Why don't you bring in our next guest? Great morning, everybody. Uh, on today's episode, uh, we have a lifelong advocate of fitness and mental health, and now businesswoman, Wood Bats manufacturer, innovator, and visionary. She has created a Christian-based sporting goods business as a Wood Bats manufacturer, helping baseball and softball athletes to maximize their performance with confidence in their equipment and themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Ashley Cole today. Yes. Welcome, Ashley. Super awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, really appreciate, uh, really feel blessed that you guys reached out, been following YouTube, especially um, for a little while here. So really awesome to connect this way. No, cool. I, we appreciate you uh, giving us some time tonight or this morning. Damn. We'll keep going. Uh, dang. <laughs> dang, Coop. Man. <laughs> uh, actually, can you uh, just give our audience uh, just a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Absolutely. So a little bit about um, who I am. I am really just a small town girl from a little town called Kettering, Ohio. And I grew up most of my life actually in Western Maryland um, and started uh, my young journey and career as a first time mom at the age of 17. And it's been a through thick and through thin with my uh, high school sweetheart, Tim, and 
what we do now um, is through all of our journeys through corporate world work is we have created a brand called Battle Axe Sports, um, which represents a Christian-based sporting goods business. Specifically at this point in time, um, we manufacture premium wood bats. And what that represents as a brand is really we're trying to aim to innovate the sporting uh, the sporting goods realm um, from the Christian base upwards and inspiring the confidence through the equipment and also our messages um, with our products and helping the athletes of baseball and softball maximize their performance. Um, and the reason why we did that is uh, because of where we found ourselves at in life um, in today's world more than ever, uh, where, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of scrutiny sometimes towards being a Christian. And that's really the foundation of which this country was founded on, um, as well as uh, each and every one of us as, you know, individual people, uh, as so we believe in our faith. And so with that, we have that obligation that we have so been blessed with um, finding for ourselves and our purpose to be able to deliver in this new way and create a sporting goods brand that can represent that and inspire that in athletes so that they want to um, work heartily for the Lord and not for just man. <laughs> so that that is where, where we are. And that is a little bit why what we're doing uh, with this Battle Act Sports. So what, that's awesome. Um, so what was like the, what was the first initial like, like thought to, you know, kick this, this new business venture off? Oh, I appreciate the question. So the first thought of it actually came about towards the fall of last year. Um, and that was, you know, going through 2020, um, all of the quote unquote, you know, COVID happening um, in corporate world, we were working virtually, um, actually had personally a, a temporary, you know, it was actually a layoff um, due to some reorg and restructuring with the company I was with. And that gave me some time and my husband some time, serious time for reflection on like, what are we doing? And really taking a reevaluation of what we have been doing and previously seeking because it was never fulfilling enough um, with fulfilling enough from, you know, our hearts and also um, spiritually, emotionally, um, and even financially, you know, corporate world, it's, you're always kind of tied to man per se. Um, and I had on actually July 14th. I can't forget it. I don't know. It's very strange because I was intentionally seeking the middle of last year. I was intentionally seeking what was I thought was missing, what I noticed which was missing, which was that kind of fulfillment. And um, I had come across actually on LinkedIn, Grant Cardone. Um, and I found it the personality of him very interesting. Mm. And I I think I think you're you're well aware of Grant Cardone as well. Is that correct? Coop definitely is. Please okay. be careful 
I just don't want to turn this into one of those coop hype sessions. <laughs> Ashley, it's no, not this, your this fault. Is oh, okay. This is Ashley's story. It's all good. <laughs> no problem. No, no problem. You know, now I'll make it, you know, I'll try to make it a long story short, but really, um, I found his energy more or less kind of inspiring because it it's kind of a get off your bottom attitude like you've got more in you kind of and you just need to um commit to that um so i got you know inspired by that and was learning more and um at one point there after in august the month after i was we were having deep discussions my husband i was trying to include him a little bit on this like but i know like the personality his my husband's personality is uh, much more calm and not so like in your face like Grant Cardone. So I knew that would be a tough pill to swallow kind of thing. But um, I told my, my husband, I was like, I, we, I need to do more personally. I know we need to do something more as a family and a team. I don't know what it is yet, but I think we have to start a business. And he's like, oh, oh, what are you going to sell? This is so, this is, this is pretty off the cuff, but it's so true. He's like, what do you, you don't, you don't, you're not selling a physical thing. You're not selling a service. And I'm like, you're right. I have no idea. Um, but I'm going to get the ball rolling. Um, so I actually, um, went ahead and, um, it's one of those things that, uh, when, when you, when you pray on it, when you feel, um, for, for me, you know, as a Christian, when you, when I pray on it, um, God puts a dream and a purpose in, into each, every person, every person is so special and not everyone is going to feel that same dream the way that you will as an individual. Cause he, he only puts that in you. And so it's like, okay, I just gotta, I'll take baby steps, but I gotta move the ball forward. Um, cause the worst thing is procrastination in my, in my mind, but always have to put in respect as well that you know god makes things beautiful over time um but I'm, i filed for an llc actually last year and then it wasn't until after we moved um from the state of maryland into west virginia that it became growing into baseball season and this is the evolution of how we got into battle act sports is it came into baseball season and my husband played baseball all growing up and um, went and played also for, for the junior Olympics in Florida back in his day. Um, and our oldest son actually will be turning 13 tomorrow. Um, coincidentally, he plays baseball and we were trying to help him really with improving his bat swing performance. Um, and increasing his velocity. And we had this really awesome idea for what we could create um, and innovate the spring industry for baseball with a new type of grip that would go uh, virtually. It could fit on any bat. However, when pursuing that avenue and looking at the holistic project, we're like, we can't make enough from the get-go to be able to become you know profitable and grow in a good way because because the manufacturing of prototyping that and testing it and proving it was going to be too much up front so we 
sought another avenue of, okay, well, why not dive deeper into something that we can deliver right now? Um, and we created ourselves really great partnership and where now we have from our Battle Axe Sports brand, uh, the wood, the premium wood bats that we offer. Um, and we can actually, it's, it's extremely flexible and innovative. We can mass produce them and the quality of them is so superior um, that we want to put them into the MLB. Um, and we have the capabilities for, for making them, you know, into unique shapes for, innovating what that looks like as far as continuous improvement of the swing performance. And that's something both my husband and I have is um, all of our historical corporate world background in um, working in project management. We are both project management, um, PMP certified and have um, Lean Six Sigma backgrounds for continuous improvement initiatives and improving processes and how to really innovate in that mindset of continuous improvement and really listening to voice of customers, what we call it. And in this instance, that would be, you know, baseball players um, or softball players. So that in, in short is a little bit of how we evolved up to the point of creating the brand to what we're delivering at this point. So that okay, so that that's awesome. That that's that's awesome. Um, when now I followed you for, I think I started following you around that same time last year, um, like June, July ish. Um, to me, you seem like you're someone that you were. Looks like you were kind of, you know, I saw you were doing the beach body, um. And then you had like a, like a sales job, I, I believe. Um, now, were all those just things you were you were trying and just trying to figure out, you know, like what you wanted to do? A little bit, actually. So with the so specifically with the team beach body and actually I still actively I actively do it for myself and I'm actually still registered as a team beach body coach. Um, so I can help other people register. And I, I did try that for a, a short stint, but what I was finding was that it wasn't fitting as far as maybe my, my personality and complete ownership. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to feel like a hundred percent responsible. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. Um, but it's, it's, it's super difficult um, in regards to at that time when I was trying to figure out, okay, starting business, what does that look like? And I was um, with the team beach body coach specifically, I was trying to, to, to push on that and inspire that but it wasn't something that I felt the aptitude to really complete it to its fullness as far as just 
going all in and pursuing that. And what I was really looking for was an avenue that can take me out of corporate world eventually. And I just didn't see the team beach body coach as like the go all in avenue. The long, the long term. Right. Right. Does your guys's company have a mission statement and, or does it relate to um, perhaps a testimony you have about your faith? Yeah. So I, I mean, our, our mission statement currently is that we innovate relentlessly to help baseball and softball athletes maximize their performance with inspired confidence. But what it doesn't specifically state to your point there is the, the Christian foundation um, portion of it. And that's something that having just set this into motion May this year, (laughs) we're still evolving. And so that's something actually we're going to be, adding in so it's it's something that we're evolving and kind of growing into this uh continuous improvement moving mission statement so that we are clear on how exactly it is that we're inspiring that confidence into athletes no this is this is uh i love it i love it so um ashley i'm curious do you or your husband, do you guys have like uh, any type of bit like business degree or like business background? Um, my husband does. So, I mean, he got his, um, he got his master's in business administration. Um, yeah. And he got all of his degrees actually paid for from his, um, from his GI bill from serving in the military. So he finished out all of his degrees utilizing that i personally actually well i went to uh, a local community college while he was actually serving in the air force so okay if i remind you back to when i initially started we started our family off super young so 17 and 18 years old uh mom and pops already and um so actually in the beginning i was it was a lot of stay-at-home mom for me, and then I took that um, time to start to uh, earn my degree, and I got an associate's in industrial technology. Gotcha. gotcha. And and I guess my point is, um, you you started a business, you know, and and I'll I'll get to this other point here in a little bit, but you know, it sounded like you were the the one that really pushed it. Um, and so, like, you you got laid off, um, and during that time, you were in the process of finding, you know, reevaluating, you know, finding what what you wanted to do. Um, can can you just talk a little bit, uh, of, you know, just maybe like some things that you would give advice to for for people that feel like they need to have a degree or some way shape or form be related to the business that they're going into oh wow yeah i love that question <clears throat> i feel like you, you baited me into some of the, <laughs> the, the great cartoonisms <laughs> but i'll be honest i mean so some of that i actually i did learn from um 
taking some of his trainings and it got me bought because that, that was a big thing for me so I am like if you knew me like in and out I have always been like this type of perfectionist so I feel like you gotta you gotta know absolutely everything before you you know try to do it I, you know I, I always had that mindset like it's got to be it's got to be perfect and I would spend so much time on everything because it's got to be perfect um and then I, I started to understand some of the strategies that Grant was sharing with regards to, um, well, first off, we're not perfect. And like, I'm not perfect. Y'all ain't perfect. None of us are perfect. So, but what we can do is at least you deliver on something now. And if you have the commitment to want to share and you know, an overcommitted statement and then the the commitment to want to over deliver on this, you know, promises rather, um, then you're you're going to push yourself to work in an ethical manner in which it it almost like it if you have a conscience, it's like you you have to deliver. <laughs> it forces yeah. you to deliver. Um in in some shape or form, it might not be at the exact second in time and what you said, it, you know, or had targeted for it to happen, but you will deliver on it. Um, and so, I mean, part of what I would definitely serve up as advice is, is that you definitely don't have to have a degree. I have a, a measly associate's degree and I felt like it really don't say measly. Don't say I, measly. You know, I guess so. We we all like have our own journey. Maybe I took a few things away um, from that journey as far as going through the schooling. It was super painful. I can remember like <laughs> crying sometimes because I was, you know, trying to be mom and go to college at the same time. And I'm like taking away time from my family. And I, I just hated that. Um, but I feel like that the degree aspect it's not 100 percent necessary um what i'm learning even more so continuously even like right now what i've been really reflecting on even these this past uh, couple of weeks is understanding that it's really about understanding what is it that you want having a clarity on that how can you help to serve other people and how can you or not how, but you need to get more connected with more people and have the conviction to share what it is that you are wanting to do or wanting to serve or wanting to help. Um, And it's all about the people aspect So as far as having a degree, I think that it most definitely having the conviction to want to deliver on something and be committed to doing that and being able to do that through people and having the right people involved and getting around the right people to join with your mission and your team that definitely outweighs 
any degree because a degree is a piece of paper and it might, don't get me wrong. Um, like doctors and stuff, you have to have, you got to have a know-how for certain skill sets. Um, and there's, you know, very, very special, you know, um, you know, skills and things that require those type of programs. But as far as, you know, developing a business, I, I don't, that's not a necessity. Mm. Uh, it's all about your people skills and ability to be so convicted in what you're doing that you can convey that well to other people to be able to help them and then have a way for them to help you as well to be able to grow. Can, can, can you touch a little bit on, uh, you know, when you were talking, you said, uh, you know, your, your husband is more of the calm one and uh, you're more of the energy. Like you, you bring the energy. Uh, Can you explain why, you know, as you've built your business, um, why having energy is important, but then why also having, you know, someone like, you know, like your husband, um, you know, bring another set of skills in a business? Yeah, I appreciate that question. That's awesome. And I feel like I maybe have underrated his personality by saying calm, but he is just, <laughs> <laughs> because I'll tell you what, he is super, super funny guy. Um, I just happen to be, maybe I feel like I could describe my energy level maybe as a little bit more erratic than his. <laughs> um, and all my jokes are cheesier than his, but, <laughs> but so, I mean, what I find so great about having his skill sets um, and matched with mine and putting the two together really um, is actually, we, we find a balance there. We didn't understand that balance actually in the beginning um, because we each have our strengths and we each have our weaknesses. And one thing I have learned, um, and actually I learned this actually more from Elena Cardone. I read her book, how to build, um, an empire. Great. Yeah. Really great book. And, um, what I learned from that was really to take the intentional time to, write down okay what are each other's strengths um and or what are each other's weaknesses um and especially with being uh like your part, my business partners my spouse so um it's not just about you know outlining these things but you know how to motive and not motivate each other but inspire one another to really shine on our strengths. Um, and for, for him, he brings a lot of the, when I described calm, I, I described that way because he has this cool, calm and collected way of creating um, strategy and delivering a message. Um, where, whereas I might just kind of, throw something at the wall like like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if it's done and I'll just keep doing it a while 
picks. <laughs> I'm, yep, I'm, also, yep. I'm a lot more not afraid to be wrong at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a really important yin and yang to have in your guys' relationship. Can you talk about maybe some examples of that when you were early on? Like, hey, let's do baseball bats. Yeah. So I was actually um, super excited and terrified at the same time <laughs> because um, I actually I, I, lo- I love sports. I've been in athletics all growing up. Um, and actually, I spent the majority of my, my time playing basketball and baseball was his thing. So but here we go journeying our business venture into the world of baseball and I'm like "Uh uh-oh I don't know everything you know and that was super scary for me um because again that like that perfectionist part of me was like what are you getting yourself into you don't know all about this um you're gonna have to you know lean heavily on learning you know more about this from Timothy or relying more on um, him with, you know, certain aspects of the business because he has that specific expertise in certain areas that's specific to baseball. And that was a little bit of a aha moment for me that I kind of, I struggled with for a little bit because I was like, it was discomforting, but I know with, um, working as a team and understanding, okay, this is uncomfortable, but that means I have an opportunity to grow through this. Um, Because if it becomes too comfortable, if it comes too easy, I must not be doing something right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's awesome. I think it's always, you know, being a partner, um, especially going to business as a married couple, you know, that's, that's cool that you guys did that, you know, right in the strengths now, you know, playing to each other's strengths. Right. Um, which, which is so cool. Um, you've been, we, we've been alluding to it a little bit, um, with Grant Cardone and Elena Cardone. And, uh, my question for you is why is it important you know, to have mentors or like people to study, you know, that are, that are on a bigger scale or level, you know, how, how has that been important to you? Oh yeah. It's actually been important to me since like I was in second grade and I started playing basketball because my mentor was Michael Jordan. That's who I looked up to. Cause I was like, he's the, he is the best. Um, and that was so important and it still is still important because they, you, you have someone who, who has really set the stage as an example. And if you can mimic or try to imitate, right, what they have done to achieve what they have achieved in some fashion, really just following a similar process or system then you yourself can improve and, you know, reach that same goal if it is the exact same goal. Um, And just like with having um, 
run into Grant Cardin and Elena Cardin as an example for mentors, I definitely look at how they have set the stage for one, making the family unit cool again. And it's not just about for, for them. Um, it's not just the business aspect, but they're inspiring about the quote unquote, you know, 10 X lifestyle. Um, and really that's what I definitely connected with when I started, you know, learning more about them. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we really, I really should be trying to do better in all areas of my life. Why, why sacrifice in one area or the other? Um, and so it's really important to be looking upwards at someone who has already achieved what you're trying to aim at, because I look around, I, I've done, ref, you know, I, I spend some time and I reflect about how I used to think and how that kind of got me into troubles because oftentimes I was thinking like the people who I was spending the most time with. Mm. And as much as I love, you know, my family, they don't have that bigger mindset. The, um, the mindset of, of the Cardones is really to, to one, you know, 10x everything, quote unquote, but um, they want to be able to over deliver on promises, um, be known by basically the whole world, 8 billion people. <laughs> but, um, and it's, it's a larger mindset of also giving. They want to be able to give back in bigger ways. And as much as I love and appreciate where I came from and, you know, my friends and family, um, they didn't have a mindset that inspired me to bring out the best in me. Uh, I want to say it maybe like that because I want someone <clears throat> or I want to look up to, you know, someone who's going to inspire me to become more of the best that I can be and really to seek that full potential um, because I feel like then that it means I, I can be serving. I'm going to be serving my purpose in a bigger way. Love it. Love it. Love it. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And like, you know, you, and you've kind of said it too a little bit, you know, to have a mentor, you don't, they don't need to be right there with you, you know, like, you know, just speaking on Grant and Elena specifically, you know, they have books that you can read, podcasts, like they have programs out there that you can um, study what they're doing or you can even see what they're doing and, and, and look at some of the principles and things that they're saying um, at certain times in their in their life. And you can do that for any anybody that's on that level. Uh, so, no, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, can can you talk a little bit about the fear when with starting this business and and how you uh, overcame it? Oof, lots of lots of prayers, lots of prayers. <laughs> oh my goodness, I tell For you, sure. yeah, no. So when it came to 
starting the business, um, it was definitely, um, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm from the country, so I call it like, it's like getting in the creek without shoes on. You don't know what you're going to step on. So that can be kind of eerie. <clears throat> and um, so trying to start a business, you know, I don't, I didn't, I still, you know, there's still some unknowns. Um, but the biggest fears were always about not understanding something, whether it was not understanding the right strategy or maybe the not understanding the, uh, the, you know, I might have a hundred percent clear direction. I a hundred percent know what to do for the right action next. Um, so those are like some of the things that definitely make me feel eerie and uncomfortable sometimes that in handling that fear, um, I have to go back to my, my rock, which, which is, which is God, which is Jesus. And I try my best to pray on it. And then I also try to have, um, the support of my husband with the, we'll discuss it together and, and try to feel out a way for what, what feels like the right thing to do as far as whenever we're uncertain about, you know, next steps, cause things always, you know, come up that you didn't anticipate and things like that. So, um, to be able to handle the fear part, I just, I just gotta, I gotta give it, I gotta, I give it to God. And I'm like, I understand I'm supposed to be doing something bigger. I don't a hundred percent know what it looks like, but I'm just going to kind of keep walking forward. Uh, might bump my head on a couple walls, but we'll get there because I know um, that he doesn't put, you know, dreams in our heart for nothing. He definitely has a special purpose um, for everything that we do and his promises that he makes for us um, as individuals he always delivers on. Um, and like, like I said a bit earlier, I mean, sometimes it just, he makes things beautiful in time. So sometimes I have to be patient. That's a, that's a tough one for me. I don't know if it's the same for every woman, but patience. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> so, so you know, your early life and then even maybe like your, your initial corporate life is so different your current life now um you know what's something you would tell your younger self when what's a piece of advice you would give your younger self my piece of advice would definitely be to forgive yourself for, for whatever faster um and give give the give any fears to God right away and just, um, you know, trust it's, it's Proverbs three, five for us. It's, it's really, it's trust in him, trust in God with all your heart uh, and do not lean, lean on your own understanding. 
um, because I was growing up always so hard on myself. Like I was my own worst critic, but I didn't know how to be also my biggest fan. And, and I didn't lean, I didn't grow up knowing God extremely well. And that took, that took a lot of time to develop. Um, I think maybe that was just a little bit a part of my, my journey, but if I could tell myself, my younger self, something, it would definitely be to, to definitely give the bigger stresses to God and to, you know, be able to look forward and keep moving forward um, with understanding his, his grace and patience with us. You know, he's, and I think that part would put me more at peace with not being so self-critical in everything I did for sure for sure awesome awesome I I I I do want to just add that's pretty cool um you know with with the faith thing um you know I'm a big I'm a big believer as well and um you know I've I believe in prayer is pretty strong but from your story and and I'm the same way too. You know, you, you you leave those things to him, but you you still move forward. You know, you can't not take any action. You know, you gotta you gotta keep keep moving and 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 leave those things with him, and then keep keep going. So that's that's what I'm I'm hearing. You know, with, with your faith that you guys pray, but you guys still like move forward, talk as a family, and and move forward on the on the next step. So that's pretty. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, this this was great, Ashley. Okay, so before we go here, what uh, what big goal? Like, what goals do you guys have? I, I know earlier you said uh, you guys want to get into the M- MLB. Um, is it like anything anything else that's pushing you guys? Oh, awesome! Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, actually, so that is so. Like I said, when <laughs> I I like to dream big. And I think that was definitely a part of the purpose of us starting this business as well was to aim big. And part of building a brand credibility, especially in baseball, is that kids look up to those who are playing major league baseball. And so once we took that into consideration about, okay, how do we take – a brand from from A to Z and and do that in a way that is going to make the most sense for both the business and also for um for those who would even be inspired to to use the products. Um and really going all out to the MLB, getting it to be a approved bat supplier is the bigger that's our big big goal um because that is going to help with the brand credibility and visibility and that's what we're actually in the process for this year i've been in touch i've been speaking with the mlb commissioner's office um i already have that process understood we're working towards that goal um and the crazy part is that 
as scary as it sounded at the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, MLB, that's like as high as you can go. Um, it's completely attainable. Like it's a completely attainable goal. So I'm like, this seems almost sketchy. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm serious that it's really a matter of um, just having enough, you know, people know you, we have to get, um, you have to have, you know, certain insurances in place. Uh, you have to fund your application and you have to get, uh, you know, players in some MLB clubs to nominate, to say that they want, um, that they would like to use your product. And I'm like, wow, that's a totally attainable goal. So, the, I mean, these are, this is our big, big mission for being able to launch it in a bigger way in 2022 uh, by getting it, by getting our bats um, MLB play approved. Awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I love, I love the, the big mindset, the big goal and like, you know, not, not, not getting wrapped up in the, the nitty gritty, um, you know, just, just putting the goal down and, and just taking your, your daily actions towards that, you know, making calls, getting connections. Um, and then, you know, if you write it down enough, it, it doesn't seem as scary or as, as big, you know, so one, one bite at a time, right. That's what we always talk about on big goals, right? Coop? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, that was, that was great. That was great. Ashley, that this was great. Um, I definitely love the story, uh, for sure. Um, if, if anybody wants to get like, in contact with you or, or see what you guys got going on. Uh, what are some links they can hook up with you at? Absolutely. So uh, the best and fastest way to get in touch with us is for, through our website, the battle Um And that battle act sports, our app is only spelt with an A and an X. There is no E. So it's battle X sports with no E in the battle axe. Um, and so we have our website, battleaxesports.com. And I have tried to make it, um, make our visibility more omnipresent by trying to show up on, you know, the major social media platforms um, and to create visibility and a way for others to connect with us there as well. So, I mean, we're on LinkedIn Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Um, if you know any others that I haven't said that I should probably <laughs> hop on board with, please let me know because I'm all hype about about sharing everywhere we possibly can because the outreach is so important. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Ashley, thank you very much. This was great. Uh, and we'll be in touch. Super awesome. Thank you Always. so much, Cooper and Caleb. This is Always. really awesome, you guys. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Absolutely. Another great episode. Episode 76, ladies Seven, and gentlemen. 76, Coop. I thought I thought you were about to disrespect me again, but you just interrupted. It's all good. No worries. No, I'm just hyping. No just hyping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ashley Cole. Thoughts? takeaways um thoughts and takeaways want me to start 
No, no, no. Number one. <laughs> number one is, you know, this is someone who got connected to Grant Cardone, decided to start a business, and her and her husband came up with baseball bat manufacturing. Okay. Now, now this is a, you know, I'm sure it was normal for them, extremely foreign to me, but like, saw a need, decided to improve on it, boom, right? Like, what I took away from that is like, there is always an opportunity. You just have to come up with an idea or see an opportunity. And they came up with that like after they got laid off from their. Mm, yeah, we, we we didn't really even get get into that. Much. We didn't we didn't we didn't even talk about that. Like, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was my number one, and I think my number two was just you know kind of leaning into the you know more of the Cardone stuff is just you know continue like striving for more, figuring out what your what your uh, you know what your purpose. I, I, maybe you can help me out with some of the one-liners in there. <laughs> no, just like making a commitment, um, over-promise, over-deliver. Yeah. Um, you know, so, some of the things that, that you know, she was talking about that, that Grant does or says, um, are you, want me to go? Want me to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my, those are my, those are my points. Yeah, no. And she, and, you know, just piggybacking off a little bit of the Grant Cardone thing, like she talked about, um, you know, we, we talked about having mentors and, you know, she, she said, you know, before she came across Grant Cardone, she was thinking like those around her and that wasn't big enough think, right. It was, it wasn't different. It yeah. wasn't really pushing the needle. And that's so powerful, especially if you're, if you're ever doing something for the first time in a group of people that haven't done it, you're naturally you're naturally just gonna get pushed back. Just 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 naturally. And there's nothing against anybody. Um, and that's why it's always powerful to have mentors or have those people that are on bigger scales that are doing things that you want to do and look to them, right? Because they're the ones that'll give you the information on what you need to do to get to that spot, not those in your circle. Um, so that that was powerful. And I also it was also powerful when she talked about her and her husband and their strengths and weaknesses. And this is so key in any partnership or relationship, understanding what the other person brings to the table and not what they don't bring. Um, is so, is so powerful. You know, you can, you can sit here and name everything your partner doesn't bring to the table, but that's, at the end of the day, that's not what you need. Like, that's not why you need each other. You're there to complement each other. Um, and it, and it's hard. And she and she talked about it. Like in the beginning, like they fully didn't understand that. And again, she said they sat down and talked about their weaknesses, strengths. Right, wrote that stuff down, um, and just worked together. Right. And so, like, that's yeah. So. Those are my key takeaways. And obviously, I'm sorry, Caleb. Last one. Goals, goals, goals. Um, you heard her. Had a big goal. But, like, again, making that commitment and just delivering on your product and wanting that product to be the best, right? 
and just taking daily action, making calls, getting connections. Um, and it's, it's in, it's in the realm of possibility now for them. Right. When she wrote it down, it was like, Oh my God, it's a big goal, but you know, con- connections, phone calls, it forced her to, it forced her to take action. Exactly. Exactly. So it's good stuff. Good stuff, man. And yeah, yeah, man. I mean, like you said, Caleb, I mean, find value. Like where, where, where is there a need? Right. Where is there a need? Where, where can you add a ton of value? Um, Apparently baseball bats. Cause I had no idea that was like one of those, like this can be made better. You oh. know, fo- 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 just fo- follow her on Twitter, man. She, she's a, <laughs> she's a beast. Low key, low key. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> this was great. Uh, anything, Caleb, that you want to add, or before we, before I give my my Coop would appreciate if you like, subscribe, give honest feedback, and it, <laughs> I would I would add like if you know someone that we should interview, let us know. Oh man, see, see, that's why we got a great uh partnership. Yes. That last part, if you guys know anybody that you guys <clears throat> think should be on here, that can put up with our antics and bad jokes, um, let us know. I'm in. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. See you next week, Coop. Great afternoon, everybody. Great, great. Oh, crap. I said afternoon again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. Great morning, everybody. Great, great morning. This is episode 77, I believe. Can't confirm, but we think it's 77. Let me just double, let me just double check. I know it's 77. Yup, 77. Let's go. 77 in the books. Luka Doncic. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Caleb, how's your week been? Um, the week has been strange. Super busy, yet super not. I recently had a surgery on my knee and uh, worked from home all week, which is super weird for me. But busier than I thought it was going to be. But anytime you're working from home, it's always slower, right? Always. Hope you, you even said uh, my answer rate went up. Oh, yeah, so usually I know never to call Caleb, even though sometimes I do. I know it's no chance of him picking up, you know, just cause, just because he's a baller and he's busy. But now <laughs> that he's home and can't move around as much, uh, my uh, answering rate went up to like fifty percent. That's pretty solid. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Now I know I have a chance. I have a shot. Like 50-50, I'll take it. But, like, before it was just throwing up a Hail Mary. Like, so usually I text or Snapchat or, you know, whatever. Uh, so it's been great. It's been great. Um, what about you, though, Coop? That's my life. What about you? I'm I'm great, man. A um, lot, of, lot of irons in the fire right now. Uh, just trying to get things organized, cleaned up a little bit. Uh, can't can't complain too much, man. Just um, just chugging along, dude. Uh, going going through this permitting process with the city. Uh, 
<laughs> Makes you me wonder, what? like, if people were doing it ten at a time. You know. Say that again. It makes me wonder if people were doing this 10 at a time, you know, just the systems that they would have. I don't get what you're saying, dude. Oh, like, so we're, we're dealing with one city and one set of permits. What if, you know, you were a house flipper flipping 10 homes at a time? Gotcha. Or if you were opening four restaurants in four different states. Gotcha. That's why yeah. you have to have a team, bro. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Like, like why well, you got to have a team. Uh, but no, other than that, man, everything's going great. Uh, can't complain. I'm trying not to give too much of the sauce away, Caleb, because uh, that's going to be for a future episode. <laughs> sure, sure. But whatever, also, you, whatever you want to do, Coop. It, it's it's <laughs> no, it's great. It's great though. Um, you know, I feel like we're a lot closer than we've ever been for our project, so that's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, not, nothing, nothing too crazy. Family's great. Um, are we gonna? Are you guys gonna say about? What you Snapchatted me the other day? I mean, I don't feel it's relevant. Do you? Well, I mean, it's, bro. <laughs> okay, that's that's my partner being Mister <laughs> Systems and Structures and no emotion. It's all good it, to me. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's all good. I I just I'm happy for you. That's all. It's all good. It's all it's all good. We don't need to bring it up. Uh, happy, happy wife, happy life. Um, you know we we got our pregnancy going on. A lot of people really want a guy or a girl. I did not care at all. You know, for me, it's healthy, healthy baby, happy KB. You guys got any names yet? Uh, we we do have a name picked oh. out. We had a name picked out right away that was um, gender neutral. Gotcha. So I, I remember you telling me that. Yep, if yep. it was a guy or a girl, we're we're ready to go. We just got to figure out the middle name now. So who whose idea was that? Uh, I think we both like it, the idea, to be honest. Gotcha. Okay. But I mean, well, to have it ready before you guys man, talk. That's just something, I think it's something that we just always did, whether we were going to have kids or didn't. You know, we would always just randomly talk about names. Love it. We, uh, uh my family specifically is a big, like, nickname family. Yep. So we're always just calling people wacky names. And I think it just ends up being something we talk about. What's what's your nickname? I didn't know you had a nickname. Oh, I got tons of nicknames, but my favorite nickname right now is all my nephews and nieces call me KB, like the letter K and B, because when they were little, they couldn't say Caleb. So now everybody calls me Uncle KB. 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 But Love it. Cool, cool, cool. Poop's got a pretty easy nickname. Chisel Dad, but I mean Coop. All right, bro. Are we done? Yeah, yeah. So okay. the purpose of this podcast today is we just finished up reading a book called uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I just had it pulled up. Uh, written by Stephen Covey. Yep. And every book I read is a good book. To be honest with you, Coop, this book was for me kind of a three out of five. Um, I mean, however... If you're just getting into reading and just getting into kind of your journey of entrepreneurship or self-improvement or sales or uh, a new relationship, I mean, it is, there's everything he says in there is great. It just, to me, was a lot of repeat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like our, our big thing is, um, anything is better than nothing sometimes. 
Yep. The, <clears throat> the worst plan in the world is better than no plan. Exactly. Um, so we're not, again, we're not dogging this book. I think with the types of books that we've read, this, like Caleb was saying, was just a lot of the repeat stuff, but it was, it's always good to hear a different perspective. Um, or different His stuff on if, parenting, Coop, was probably maybe the most valuable for you, maybe. Oh, no, that I didn't. Nope, I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> that like it, it was it was great stuff, you know, um, but it's it's also things that we've talked about. Right. So, like, are we just going to get in and talk and like get going or. Yeah, go ahead. Or just talk. So, like, you know, chapter one, I thought was was great. You know, he talks about paradigms and principles. Um and and basically he talks about like we all have our own principles and paradigms on how we see the world. Um, but in order to before you can change a situation, you have to change your perception of how you see it. Um, which I thought you know is something you hear over and over and over again. But it was just great how he how he said it. Um, like you you know you see the world from your point of view. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but being aware of those, I don't want to say flaws, but just being aware of who you are and understanding you're seeing something based on how you see the world is, it's never going to be the same how someone else is see it. It's gonna that might've been the best part of the book for me. Yeah. It's, it's never, it's never, it's never going to be the same way how someone else is see it. And so knowing that information, um, being able to. Um, understand the other person you again you have to change your perception on on that so that was um, the analogy of the painting correct yep exactly yeah that, that was a really good part of the book um and i and i love he had a line in here we um we can't solve problems with the same thinking that got us into them mm. yeah um, like a lot of business owners struggle with that one of my favorite shows to watch in my free time is called the profit okay where um I can't remember his name, but he comes into a struggling business and says, Hey, you know, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to invest in your company for X amount. And the biggest part of his struggle is getting them to operate the business properly because they yep. just want to get a bunch of money and then keep operating how they are. Yep. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 So yeah, I thought chapter one was, was great. Um, man, you know what? I'm going to just jump to habit seven, um, synergize or synergizing. Um, this was really powerful. Um, you know, because when I think of synergize, like synergy or, you know, synergizing, however you want to say it, you know, it's coming together as a group and coming up with a great plan product, but just as a collective, right. You can do more together than by yourself, basically. Um, I loved how he made it like in his definition, it was coming together and basically creating a, like another entity with the thoughts of everybody. Right. And now that, like, that was so powerful to me because like, you know, when you think of organizations like big companies or even like small companies, like you have multiple ideas and different viewpoints, but moving together as one entity, right? And so I, th- I thought that was powerful. Um, and he also, 
talked about communication heavy in this in this chapter or habit seven um or not excuse me not habits habit six excuse me habit six i was i was i was waiting because i was like that's not what i have yeah yeah habit habit six was uh was goodness yeah habit six sorry um but he talked about communication and he talked about this early in the book but i thought it was so powerful he talked about the two halves of the brain right and he talked about the right side of the brain is more emotional and the left side of the brain is more logical. Um, and he was just saying, like, in today's world, again, if you're not aware of yourself, your personality, you might have a situation that you need to be logical, hence use the left part of your brain. But if you're so used to dealing in the emotional, your right side of the brain you're never going to figure like those situations will always be the hardest for you to overcome if you don't understand that. Um, and so then he talked about in today's world, people are only using um, they're only using half their brains when they communicate. Right. And he, he all tied this together when it comes to communication and synergizing is understanding and valuing the differences of other people. And he talks about, you know, and like, when I thought about this, I thought about you and I, Caleb, right? Um, I'm, you know, I'd be the first one to admit, I'm a more emotional, energy-driven guy. Like, I love using that part of my brain, my right side. I understand, based on my personality coaching, that my left side of my brain, my more logical side, I'm not strong. I'm not strong in, but Caleb brings a lot of that logical stuff to our, to our, no, all the time. Shut up. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he brings that to, to the, uh, to the table. And so, and again, this is where understanding people's differences is understanding that he's going to see the world differently than I will. And so me understanding that, like, if I get into an emotion or, like, I feel like I need to respond or do something quickly, I'd step back and i bounce it off Caleb, see what Caleb Caleb thinks. And it's, like, crazy how he, like, helps me turn on my left side of my brain and we logically talk through it. <laughs> so that, so I thought I thought that was so powerful. And, and you know, my, my wife's the same way as well. Like, she's a more logical person. She always shoots me straight, even though I don't like it, but. I know I need it to grow, right? Got to have feedback. You got to have feedback, right? And I, I also love, he talked about in the same chapter about, I didn't get the names, but he talked about the two, the two guys that started Google, right? He said that they didn't agree on anything, but they understood that both, both of them understood and valued each other's differences to create this phenomenal product like Google. I mean, Google is like, I mean, Google's everywhere. Ask Google. <laughs> you gotta be a top five company. You, you get, you got, you gotta be. And, and it's, again, it's understanding the people around you and, and understanding strengths, weaknesses, and how you, you all can synergize that together and create something massive. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, he also had, he also had a great, a great uh, line in here. He said, "Don't build 
your emotional life around someone's weaknesses. Run with their strengths and compensate their weaknesses. Compliment them. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, I'm done. I'm done. So like, yeah, like this book, it was, you know, it like, you know, like Caleb said, it's, it was a three, I know I might give it like a, like a three and a half, four, but I mean, every book you can find gems and there was some great mm-hmm. um in this book for sure. So he's a very, like this, the way he wrote this book, you can tell he's probably an amazing speaker Yeah, as well. Yep. Um, it just was a little bit repetitive for me. Uh, I, I always like the last habit is shepherding your saw, the actual habit yeah. seven. Yep. And it's always a great reminder to make sure that you're doing a book club and you're working out and you're talking to people that are different than you with different perspectives and you're trying to be the best version of yourself. So that was a nice way to end it. You know, um, yeah. it's going to at least put you in the top 5% of people if you're doing that stuff. Exactly. And I, and I also want to, you know, before we yeah, yeah. end this here, I just want to touch quick on habit too. Um, when he talks about begin with the end in mind. Um, and I can't remember who we had on the podcast. I think it was your boy um, when you were in Colorado. Kevin. Kevin, yes. I believe it was him. And he, he talked about this. Him and He said him and his wife, they always like once a year or, <clears throat> you know, they have a cadence that they just look at what the end goal is. And then they are looking what they're doing, like on a quarterly, monthly, like weekly basis. Um, and so – that's a big thing is just make sure you know where you're going, like where you are, where you're going and what are you doing and get, getting there. Um, and I think this was also the chapter. Oh yeah. He put a lot of great stuff in this chapter. Um, that was This is probably the best chapter of the book yeah, for me. He, he talks about the cop. Is this where he talks about the quadrants? I think so. Yeah. He talks about the quadrants. So he might have to help me here, Caleb, but basically breaking down your priorities into different quadrants. I think it was number. The first quadrant was, urgent and important mm-hmm. uh, number two was important but not urgent um and then three was urgent but not important and then four was not important and not or uh urgent um and he was basically saying like you want to be in uh quadrant two most of the time where it's it's urgent, but it's not important. Like that's where you do the maintenance. That's where you, where you have things not become urgent and important because he was saying in today's world, people just run on urgency and things that are important important instead of yep. being proactive. Um, yep. They're and, always just dealing with, with what's in front of them. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I thought this was, a great, a great chapter. He talked about having a, a mission statement f- that guides your actions, a family mission or personal. Yep, family and personal. Statement, you know, like that was also powerful. Um, yeah, man. So, like, I mean, there, there was uh, again, like a lot of it was repetitive, but there was definitely a lot of great gems um, in this book. And like, really, when you read a book, if you get one gem, you know, like Grant Grant Cardone says, like, yeah, this book might cost twenty five bucks, but it just takes one idea. Yeah, it's probably worth your time and money. Exactly. It just takes one idea to build that thing um, that you always wanted to do or, or just give you that push. It just takes one thought, one idea from that book. So I'm not saying you can't learn from 
uh, TV or music or just kind of your, you know, your, your normal, what's perceived as normal American leisure. I'm not saying you can't get inspiration that way, but the chances can't be as high as if you're reading a book or attending a seminar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and it's just intentional. Like you can really learn from anything if you're intentional. Yeah. Right. Like not every book is an educational book, you know, like, and again, like, you know, I'm sure you said you watched uh, the profit profit. I'm sure there's a ton of gems in there. You know, like one of the things I've been watching lately has been undercover billionaire. Like those are things that when we watch, you know, Caleb and I, like we're trying to, educate like we're trying to educate while at the same time having some entertainment but you know it just depends on what you what you make your priority again you know so yeah yeah you i mean you got to remember uh this is something i'm guilty of all the time is you know be intentional about your having fun too life's fun yeah Um, yeah i'm definitely that midwest mentality we're all just work till the the sun's down but you got to remember to shut off too yeah, exactly. Nope. I hear you, bro. I hear you. So yeah, guys, that was the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, you want to introduce the next book, or should I? I got to pull, uh, pull it. It's it's called the Big Leap. If you could help me with the author. Yeah. Uh, it's Gay Hendricks. Uh, this, this this is one of our first guests' favorite books. I'm pretty sure, Joey Cameron. Okay, okay. And what I know of it, his favorite part of the book is something called the upper limit thermostat. Is once you start achieving some success, a little voice in your head say, starts saying like, hey man, like this is about as big as you can get. And it's making that big leap to kind of blow through that. Yeah. Um, he, lo- he, he, he loves this book. It's been on my list for a long time, so I'm excited that we're going to read it. I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, yeah, guys, so that, that was uh, this episode, episode 77. Bro, it was 76. What are you doing? It was 70. 70- I can't tell if you're messing with me or not. It's 76. <laughs> you better you better play oh, no. it back. Oh, you're right. Oh, man, I'm I'm wrong. It's 77. It, Coop, you got up too early this morning. Amateur, amateur hour right now going on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. This is episode 77. Uh-huh. See, that's why Caleb's the logical one, guys. I'm the high emotion, high energy. Coop, I will <laughs> see you next week. Hang on. Just wait. No? Just wait. I thought you were rapping. Please rate. Oh. You uh, subscribe. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week, everybody.